Alzheimer's disease is the most common form of dementia, and this terminal. Regressive brain disorder has no known cause or cure. It slowly steals the minds of its victims, leading to memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, personality changes, disorientation, and the inability to communicate. More than 5 million Americans have Alzheimer's disease, and by 2050, as the U.S. population ages, this could increase to approximately 14 million. Nearly 47 million people are living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementias worldwide, and this is likely to increase to more than 131.5 million by 2050. What is the difference between Alzheimer's disease and dementia? Alzheimer's disease is a type of dementia. Generally, dementia is a decline in thinking, reasoning, and or remembering. People with dementia have difficulty carrying out daily tasks they have performed routinely and independently throughout their lives. The two most common forms of dementia Alzheimer's disease and vascular dementia are irreversible, although sometimes their symptoms can be managed. Alzheimer's disease accounts for 60 to 80 percent of cases of dementia. The lesser-known vascular dementia is a hardening of the arteries in the brain that causes blockage in blood flow. If a person appears to be losing mental abilities to a degree that interferes with daily activities and social interactions, consult a doctor to determine if the person is suffering from Alzheimer's disease or another form of dementia. What are the stages of Alzheimer's disease? Presymptomatic Physical conditions connected to Alzheimer's disease exist in a person's body long before symptoms are evident. State-of-the-art equipment is being developed to detect subtle signs of Alzheimer's prior to noticeable memory loss. Mild, stage 1. In addition to minor memory loss and difficulty learning, first stage. Alzheimer's disease may cause a loss of energy and spontaneity, as well as mood swings, confusion, trouble communicating, and difficulty organizing. Those with mild Alzheimer's may become withdrawn, avoiding new people and places, preferring the familiar. Understandably, they can also become angry and frustrated. Moderate, stage 2. During the second stage of Alzheimer's disease, the patient begins to need help carrying out anything but simple tasks. Recent events and personal histories may be lost and the present confused with the past. There may be difficulty recognizing familiar people, as well as in speaking, reading, writing, dressing, and sleeping. A person with moderate Alzheimer's disease is clearly becoming disabled. Severe, stage 3. Third stage Alzheimer's disease brings full-blown disability, with possible loss of the ability to feed oneself, to speak, to recognize people, and to control bodily functions. Memory weakens still further and may nearly disappear. The patient's weakened physical state creates vulnerability to other diseases and breathing problems, especially for those confined to bed. What are the genetic risk factors for developing Alzheimer's disease? Familial or early onset Alzheimer's disease is inherited and develops in people before age 60. If even one of three gene mutations that causes the 
disease is inherited from a parent, the child will almost certainly develop Alzheimer's. However, fewer than 5% of patients have early onset Alzheimer's disease. Late onset usually develops after age 60, this is the most common form of the disease. Its cause is not known, and no pattern of inheritance has yet been discovered, although genetic factors do appear to play a role in its development. One particular gene carried by about 25% of the American population increases the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease, while Another carried by a small proportion of the population substantially protects against the disease. Scientists have identified other genes that may influence the risk of contracting the disease, and further research is ongoing. Since genetic risk factors are not enough to cause late-onset Alzheimer's disease, researchers are also studying education, diet, and other factors too. See if they play a role in developing the disease. How is Alzheimer's disease diagnosed? Only an autopsy can positively confirm the presence of the disease. Knowledgeable physicians, however, can correctly diagnose Alzheimer's about 90% of the time based on mental and behavioral symptoms, a physical examination, and neuropsychological and laboratory tests. Scientists have recently developed a number of new biomarker and brain scanning techniques that may help to improve diagnosis. Having trouble following instructions, losing one's orientation, displaying poor judgment, and having difficulty managing money, shopping, or driving are all possible mental symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. When a person experiencing such declines visits the doctor, the medical exam we usually include a general physical, blood tests, and urinalysis. The doctor can use such test results to eliminate other forms of dementia for instance, certain vitamins and hormones can provoke symptoms of dementia if they are present in too little a quantity. Brain scans can rule out non-Alzheimer's disease dementia and can reveal structural changes present in Alzheimer's. The physician will determine whether neuropsychological testing is called for to examine memory, attention, math calculations, language, and other intellectual functions. The place to start is with one's own physician, who may then suggest specialists to do further testing. Are there treatments available for Alzheimer's disease? Yes, while there is no cure for Alzheimer's disease as yet, there are medications that can help control or slow its symptoms for a time, and help manage some conditions. These include agitation, depression, sleep problems, wandering, or psychosis, hallucinations or delusions, which may occur as the disease progresses. For more detailed information on the treatments listed below, visit www.brightfocus.org web link. Cholinesterase inhibitors People with Alzheimer's disease have low levels of a key nerve messenger called acetylcholine, which is important for memory and thinking. Cholinesterase inhibitors drugs make more of that messenger available by slowing its breakdown, enabling greater cell-to-cell -cell communication and slowing the progress of cognitive impairment in some patients with early to middle-stage Alzheimer's disease. Racidine, 
galantamine, exelon, rivastigmine, aricept, donepazil, cognex, tacrin. All four cholinesterase inhibitors have been approved by the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, for early stage to middle stage Alzheimer's disease. Aricept is also approved for severe stage symptoms. Cognex was the first approved cholinesterase inhibitor but is rarely prescribed today due to safety concerns. Glutamate inhibitors. Some drugs protect brain cells by regulating a nerve communication chemical called glutamate that is released in great quantities by Alzheimer's damaged cells. Glutamate is normally involved with learning and memory, but when released in excess by damaged cells, it attaches to docking sites called NMDA receptors that in turn accelerate cell damage. Namenda, Romandine. Namenda is the first FDA-approved drug for moderate to severe Alzheimer's. Combination Drugs There is one FDA-approved drug that combines cholinesterase inhibitors and glutamate inhibitors. It both prevents the breakdown of acetylcholine in the brain, and appears to protect the brain's nerve cells against excess amounts of glutamate. Namzeric, Donepazil and Mermaidin. Treatment for Mental Illnesses People in later stages of Alzheimer's disease often experience depression, agitation, paranoia, delusions, and or hallucinations, which can in turn cause screaming, repetitive questions, hoarding, pacing, hyperactivity, and aggressive behavior. These symptoms can arise from non-medical triggers as well as medical causes. The former could take the form of a change in the person's environment, a new place to live, a new caretaker, a change in routine, or from frustration at the inability to communicate. If the trigger can be identified, the environment can be modified to change the behavior. If non-medical intervention doesn't work, or the patient becomes a danger to themselves or others, a physician should be asked to evaluate the need for medical treatment. Many people are unprepared to deal with the legal and financial consequences of a serious illness such as Alzheimer's disease. Legal and medical experts encourage people recently diagnosed with a serious illness particularly one that is expected to cause declining mental and physical health to examine and update their financial and health care arrangements as soon as possible. Basic legal and financial instruments, such as a will, a living trust, and advanced directives, are available to ensure that the person's late stage or end-of-life health care and financial decisions are carried out. A complication of diseases such as Alzheimer's is that the person may lack or gradually lose the ability to think clearly. This change affects his or her ability to participate meaningfully in decision-making and makes early legal and financial planning even more important. Although difficult questions often arise, advanced planning can help people with Alzheimer's and their families clarify their wishes and make well-informed decisions about health, care and financial arrangements. When possible, advanced planning should take place soon after a diagnosis of Early stage Alzheimer's disease while the person can participate in discussions. People with early stage disease are often capable of 
understanding many aspects and consequences of legal decision-making. However, legal and medical experts say that many forms of planning can help the person and his or her family even if the person is diagnosed with later stage Alzheimer's. There are good reasons to retain the services of a lawyer when preparing advanced planning documents. For example, a lawyer can help interpret different state laws and suggest ways to ensure that the person's and family's wishes are carried out. It's important to understand that laws vary by state and changes in situation for instance, a divorce, relocation, or death in the family can influence how documents are prepared and maintained. Legal, financial, and healthcare planning documents. When families begin the legal planning process, there are a number of strategies and legal documents they need to discuss. Depending on the family situation and the applicable state laws, some are all of the following terms. And documents may be introduced by the lawyers hired to assist in this process. Broadly speaking, these documents can be divided into two groups. Documents that communicate the health care wishes of someone who may no longer be able to make health care decisions. Documents that communicate the financial management and estate plan wishes of someone who may no longer be able to make financial decisions. Advanced directives for health care. Advanced directives for health care are documents that communicate the health care wishes of a person with Alzheimer's disease. These decisions are then carried out after the person no longer can make decisions. In most cases, these documents must be prepared while the person is legally able to execute them. A living will records a person's wishes for medical treatment near the end of life. It may do the following. Specify the extent of life-sustaining treatment in major health care the person wants. Help a terminal patient die with dignity. Protect the physician or hospital from liability for carrying out the patient's instructions. Specify how much discretion the person gives to his or her proxy, discussed below, about end-of-life decisions. A durable power of attorney for health care designates a person, sometimes called an agent or proxy, to make health care decisions when the person with Alzheimer's disease no longer can do so. Depending on state laws and the person's preferences, the proxy might be authorized to refuse or agree to treatments, change health care providers, remove the person from an institution, decide about making organ donations, decide about starting or continuing life support, if not specified in a living will. Decide whether the person with Alzheimer's will in life at home or in a facility. Have access to medical records. A do not resuscitate, DNR, order instructs healthcare professionals not to perform cardiopulmonary resuscitation if a person's heart stops or if he or she stops breathing. A DNR order is signed by a doctor and put in a person's medical chart. Access to private medical information is closely regulated. The person with Alzheimer's disease must state in writing who can see or use personal medical records. Advanced directives for financial and estate management. Advanced directives for financial and estate management must be created while
the person with Alzheimer's still can make these decisions, sometimes. Referred to as having legal capacity to make decisions. These directives may include some or all of the following. A will indicates how a person's assets and estate will be distributed upon death. It also can specify arrangements for care of minors, gifts, trusts to manage the estate, funeral and our burial arrangements. Medical and legal experts say that the newly diagnosed person with Alzheimer's and his or her family should move quickly to make or update a will and secure the estate. A durable power of attorney for finances names someone to make financial decisions when the person with Alzheimer's disease no longer can. It can help people with the disease and their families avoid court actions that may take away control of financial affairs. A living trust provides instructions about the person's estate and appoints someone, called the trustee, to hold title to property and funds for the beneficiaries. The trustee follows these instructions after the person no longer can manage his or her affairs. The person with Alzheimer's disease also can name the trustee as the health care proxy through the durable power of attorney for health care. A living trust can include a wide range of property. Provide a detailed plan for property disposition. Avoid the expense and delay of probate, in which the courts establish the validity of a will. State how property should be distributed when the last beneficiary dies and whether the trust should continue to benefit others. Who can help? Healthcare providers Healthcare providers cannot act as legal or financial advisors, but they can encourage planning discussions between patients and their families. Qualified clinicians can also guide patients, families, the care team, attorneys, and judges regarding the patient's ability to make decisions. Elder law attorneys, Ellis and Ella helps older people and families interpret state laws, plan how their wishes will be carried out, understand their financial options, learn how to preserve financial assets while caring for a loved one. The National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys and the American Bar Association can help families find qualified Ellas. See the list of resources at the end of this fact sheet for more information. Geriatric care managers Geriatric care managers, GCMs, are trained social workers or nurses who can help people with Alzheimer's disease and their families discuss difficult topics and complex issues, address emotional concerns, make short and long-term plans, evaluate in-home care needs, select care personnel, coordinate medical services, Evaluate other living arrangements. Provide caregiver stress relief. Steps for getting your affairs in order. Gather everything you can about your income, property, investments, insurance, and savings. Put copies of legal documents and other important papers in one place. You could set up a file, put everything in a desk or a dresser drawer, or just list the information and location of papers in a notebook. If your papers are in a bank safe deposit box, keep copies in a file at home. Check regularly to see if there's anything new to add.
Tell a trusted family member or friend where you put your important papers. You don't need to tell this friend or family member your personal business. But someone should know where you keep your papers in case of emergency. If you don't have a relative or a friend you trust, ask a lawyer to help. Get more tips for getting paperwork and legal and financial affairs in order. Other advance planning advice. Start discussions early. The rate of decline differs for each person with Alzheimer's disease, and his or her ability to be involved in planning will decline over time. People in the early stages of the disease may be able to understand the issues, but they may also be defensive or emotionally unable to deal with difficult questions. Remember that not all people are diagnosed at an early stage. Decision making already may be difficult when Alzheimer's disease is diagnosed. Review plans over time. Changes in personal situations such as a divorce, relocation, or death in the family and in state laws can affect how legal documents are prepared and maintained. Review plans regularly, and update documents as needed. Reduce anxiety about funeral and burial arrangements. Advance planning for the funeral and burial can provide a sense of peace and reduce anxiety for both the person with Alzheimer's and the family. Resources for low-income families. Families who cannot afford a lawyer still can do advance planning. Samples of basic health planning documents can be downloaded from state government. Websites. Area Agency on Aging Officials may provide legal advice or help. Other possible sources of legal assistance and referral include state legal aid offices, the State Bar Association, local nonprofit agencies, foundations, and social service agencies. Summary Facing Alzheimer's disease can be emotionally wrenching for all concerned. A legal expert and members of the healthcare team can help the person and family address end of life issues. Advance healthcare and financial planning can help people diagnosed with Alzheimer's and their families confront tough questions about future treatment, caregiving, and legal arrangements. Overview of medical, legal, and financial planning documents. Medical document. How it is used. Living will. Describes and instructs how the person wants end-of-life healthcare managed. Durable power of attorney for health care. Gives a designated person the authority to make health care decisions on behalf of the person with Alzheimer's. Do not resuscitate form. Instructs health care professionals not to perform CPR in case of stopped heart or stopped breathing. Legal, financial document. How it is used. Will. Indicates how a person's assets and estate will be distributed among beneficiaries after his, her death. Durable power of attorney for finances. Gives a designated person the authority to make legal, financial decisions on behalf of the person with Alzheimer's. Living trust. Gives a designated person, trustee, the authority to hold and distribute property and funds for the person with Alzheimer's. For more information. Alzheimer's disease education and referral. Adir, Center. P.O. Box 8250.
Silver Spring, Maryland 20907825 1-800-438-4380, toll free. www.niad.nih.gov web link. The National Institute on Aging's Adir Center offers information and publications for families, caregivers, and professionals on diagnosis, treatment, patient care, caregiver needs, long-term care, education and training, and research related to Alzheimer's disease. Staff members answer telephone, email, and written requests and make referrals to local and national resources. Visit the ADIR website to learn more about Alzheimer's and other dementias, find clinical trials, and sign up for email updates. Elder Care Locator 1-800-677-1116, toll-free. www.eldercare.gov Families often need information about community resources, such as home care, adult day care, and nursing homes. Contact the Elder Care Locator to find these resources in your area. The Elder Care Locator is a service of the Administration on Aging, National Institute on Aging Information Center, P.O. Box 8057, Gaithersburg, Maryland 20898805711800. 222-2225, toll free. 1-800-222-4225, tty slash toll free. www.niad.nih.gov web link. www.niad.nih.gov web link. National Library of Medicine. Midline Plus. www.midlineplus.gov. Search for. Advanced Directives End-of-Life Issues Nasenir Health www.nasenirhealth.gov This senior-friendly website from the National Institute on Aging and the National Library of Medicine has health and wellness information for older adults. Special features make it simple to use. For example, you can click on a button to make the type larger. Other Organizations AARP 601 East Street, Northwest Washington, D.C. 20049 1-888-RAARP 1-888-687-2277 Toll-free www.aarp.org Aging Life Care Association 3275 Westina Road, Suite 130 Tucson, Arizona 857412198 5208818008 Aging with Dignity PO Box 1661 Tallahassee 4-323021661 1-888-5-WISHES 1-888-594 7437, toll-free. www.ajingwithtagnity.org Alzheimer's Association 225 North Michigan Avenue, Floor 17 Chicago, Illinois 6060176333 1-800-272-1111
1-866-403-3900, toll free. 1-866-403-3073, TDD, toll free. www.house.org. Alzheimer's Foundation of America. 322 8th Avenue, 7th Floor. New York, New York 10001. 1 866 232 8484. Toll free. www.housefden.org. American Bar Association. Commission on Law and Aging. 1050 Connecticut Avenue, Northwest, Suite 400. Washington, D.C. 20036. 1-202-662-8690. www.americanbar.org Family Caregiver Alliance. 785 Market Street, Suite 750. San Francisco, California 94103. 1-800-445-8106 toll free www.caregiver.org National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys 1577 Spring Hill Road Suite 220 Vienna Virginia 22182 1703942 5711 National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization 1731 King Street. Alexandria, Virginia 22314. 1-800-658-8898, toll free. 1-877-658-8896, Spanish, toll free. www.careninfo.org. Health Resources and Services Administration. 1. 877-275-4772, toll free. 1-877-489-4772, tty slash toll free. www.torgondoner.gov More than 5 million Americans now suffer from Alzheimer's disease and related dementias in the United States, and that number could easily triple by 2050. As the population ages, if the latest projections hold true, that will mean the U.S. will spend $1.2 trillion on care for Americans with the disease up from $203 billion today. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. If you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, Eventually you'll make progress. The future rewards those who press on. I don't have time to feel sorry for myself. I don't have time to complain. I'm going to press on, Barack Obama. The numbers are especially startling given that like most other Americans, most of those who will eventually develop the disease have done little to no planning for their future. 